0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Storytime with Shade. Today we are going to be finishing the voices. Um, Again, like I've mentioned in my previous podcast, if you haven't listened to all of the previous parts to the story first, I suggest you do that, or else uh, it won't make much sense. These stories are meant to be listened to chronologically, after all. Um, Having said that, this is the last one. Uh, I might uh, go into a little talk about Uh, What's next, and uh, you know, some little things about this story afterwards. Uh, But we'll save that till the end for now. We're just going to jump into the end of the voices. Hope you like it. Here we go. Chapter 34. The guns were held on by thick cords that probably had a million wires running through it and into the game. Henry thought it would do swell. It was certainly thick enough. The boy was shouting, like so many others, and congratulating Henry on the T-Rex victory that they had just shared. Words like awesome and sick shot out of his mouth every two or three seconds. Henry was sick of hearing it. He heaved the plastic gun out as far as it would go and shoved the kid's head forward, smashing it off the front of the game. He cried out, but not loud enough to be noticed. As the boy's hands shot up to his injured face, Henry wrapped the thick cord around the dying teenager's throat and squeezed it as hard as he could. The boy was turning red, coughing, sputtering. Please, no, don't. One final gurgling noise and his eyes roll backwards, looking inwards at the inner workings of his own brain. Henry didn't feel too bad. The kid had had a good final moment after all, battling a T-Rex, and he killed it that's gotta make you proud before you go, right? Henry laughed, left the machine, and walked out the door he had entered to the arcade. Things were going just so damned swell. He couldn't believe that after that seriously close call that he was still running around, free. Free as a bird. It was as he was thinking this thought, walking casually down the street once more, just a few minutes away from the arcade, that a police cruiser comes suddenly from around a nearby street corner. Henry's heart leaps, He's totally unprepared for it. The voices start screaming at him Run! Fuck! No, not again! Oh, god damn it! You suck at this! Oh, god, help me! What are we gonna do now, guys? Kill them! Kill them all! Chapter 35 The car slowed down as it approached Henry. He gulped and smiled at the two police officers inside. The voices, some of them, anyways, urged Henry to play it cool. He watched as one of the officers reached down between their seats and pulled out a folder. The other officer never took his eyes off of Henry. The policeman with the file had opened it. His eyes had widened briefly, and he showed it to his partner. Not good. They stepped out of the car. Henry was frozen solid. Really not good. Henry? One of the cops asked as they stepped closer. Henry Freeman. That's your name, right? Was it? Was it really? How long had it been since he had heard his last name? And not simply thinking it in his head either, but to actually have someone address him by it. Freeman. You're Henry Freeman. Freeman. Free man. You're a free man. Free as a bird. Free is a fucking bird. Henry decided to make his last stand. Chapter 36 Free as a bird, Henry was not. He knew that he was done. That whether or not the cops here got him or not, that he would be caught soon, eventually. As Henry now knew, they had a file on him, a picture and a name. That's all they need, really. He wondered how many bodies so far had been linked back to him. Surely not all of them. He was running through scenarios in his mind, but couldn't decide on a course of action. The deafening noise of the voices inside his head didn't really help. He couldn't think clearly or decide what to do. Try and take them both down? Unlikely. They were armed and ready for him. Run away again? No, they might just shoot him in the back. Or taser him, which Henry thought might be worse somehow. Cops were assholes. They would probably keep stunning him with it, watching him squirm like an ant under a magnifying glass as Henry himself feels and smells his own skin frying. No, he wouldn't let them do that. He felt like they might, though. He had killed one of their own already. They'd be out for blood. Then what? Hostage situation? Yes, Henry and the voices both thought, that could work. Chapter 37 The cop that was closer, and stupider, or less experienced if you didn't want to be rude, made a slow lunge at Henry in an attempt to handcuff him. It was a bad idea. Apparently this cop hadn't done his research. Henry was strong and insane, not feeble and stupid. He grabbed the man's wrist and watched in comic relief the expression of the cop change to utmost horror in an instant he probably wouldn't even fight back. Just sob and plead for his life. The voices think his chances are slim. Henry turned the man around with breathtaking speed and pulled out the club that was holstered in his pants. He choked the cop with it, loose enough to hurt, not tight enough to kill. The other cop drew his pistol and pointed at Henry. Don't move! Don't fucking move! Or what? Henry said, almost gleefully, fully aware that his insane crusade was drawing to a close. Are you going to shoot me? I don't think so, buddy. Not when I'm doing this. Henry then started darting about frantically, still holding the cop in front of him and loving the painful choking sound the cop made whenever he moved. The voices were loving the show. The cop pointing the gun stared hesitantly at Henry. Something deep down told Henry that this man wanted so badly to shoot, to be a hero, but he couldn't do it, too risky. The voices started comparing him to female genitalia. Henry then remembered something important and felt almost stupid, but not quite. He was under a lot of pressure, after all, and stress. He was in a life-or-death situation. It's easy to overlook these things. How could he have forgotten, even for a moment, and especially with one pointed in his face, that the officer he was choking currently had a gun too? He unlatched the button on the cop's belt and got minor resistance once his hostage had learned of his plans. He slapped at Henry's hands feebly. He choked him a bit harder with the arm holding the club in place, and the man backed down. Henry took the gun out. It's a wonder that in his current state of mind, Henry even remembers to turn the safety off before pointing the gun at the other officer. Chapter 38 Okay, 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 what do you want, man? Hey, just just put the gun down. Just, just put it down. Please. The cop, who is currently not being choked by an insane, murderous psychopath, said, Henry was pointing the gun straight at the strangling cop's temple, holding the club against the man's neck and choking him with his left arm, pointing the gun with his right. He now pointed it at the other cop. Drop your gun. He placed his gun gently on the ground, raising both of his arms whilst getting up slowly. Just, hey, just don't, don't kill me. Why not, Henry said. Because, the officer fumbled for the right words. What would he say? What could he say? I can help you, okay? I can help, I swear. I can can try and get you a reduced sentence. We can... Oh, fuck off, Henry screamed. I should shoot you right now. Whoa, okay, um, how how about you get a good lawyer and plead insanity? Look, I know a couple. I could get one for you. Like, uh, like Schoenberg. He's got so many people on insanity, please, man. It's pretty much how he makes a living. Just, Just don't do this. Henry went, hmm, and then shot the officer in the face. Blood splattered all over Henry and the officer that he still held hostage. The cop started screaming through his chokes and was looking in horror at his partner, who now had a big bullet hole an inch above his right eye. Henry laughs and releases him from his chokehold. He trips him with his right foot and watches the stunned cop stumble to the ground and consider getting up. Henry points the gun. Don't. The man's hand twitched towards his partner, reaching for what Henry assumed was the other gun. Henry didn't take any chances. He shoots the man three times. He falls to the sidewalk, dead less than a foot from his partner. Chapter 39 Henry assumes that the man he shot three times was dead, but he was not. The cop survives the three shots to the stomach and chest. He's wearing a bulletproof vest along with his partner for all the good that did him, and he waits, motionless, until Henry's around the next corner, walking casually. Whistling, in fact. It scares the officer, more than being shot. The surviving officer's name is Darrell Kinnan, and he had been on the force in Harlequin for only a few years. In two days, he was being transferred to Torminan, a neighboring city, which he hopes has less goddamn psychos than Harlequin did. Kinnan crawls towards his cruiser, the door is still open, and he hoists himself in the passenger side. He lifts the radio from its receiver. This is Officer Kinnan, one man down, Officer Oak, shot in pursuit of Henry Freeman, request immediate backup. He's on foot, turning the corner on 5th and Main as we speak. Suspect is armed and dangerous. Repeat, very armed and very dangerous. Send a SWAT team for fuck's sake. And then Officer Kinnan passes out in his cruiser, holding his side, and passes from our story as well. Chapter 40 Henry had been walking only three minutes before he saw the SWAT vehicle roll around the corner in front of him. The voices screamed. He turned around, thinking that he would run. Behind him, where he had been only two minutes before, there was now police cruisers blocking the road. He stopped. Officers with machine guns and pistols and shotguns and armor surrounded Henry. Good job, numbnuts. Well, you're as good as fucking dead now. Oh, fuck off! I can't go to prison. I'm too young to die. They look cool in their uniforms. No doubt about that. Oh, shut the fuck up. Fuck off. You shut up. I can't concentrate, guys. Shit. We are screwed, man. No, this can't be it. It can't be. Don't tell me this is how I die. Don't even go there, man. No one dies. Everybody's gonna die. Chill. Die. Damn it. Where do I go? What do I do? What do we do? Henry clutches the sides of his head. Leave me alone, Henry screams and shoots one more bullet. It pierces an officer's throat, sending blood spilling out from underneath his helmet. And then there is a pain in his chest, his shoulder, his arm, and the world dissolves to blackness. Chapter 41 Henry didn't really remember the trial. He was too relieved by the fact that he was alive, but mostly that the voices stayed quiet the whole time. It was like heaven, He had been shot three times, but survived due to sheer luck. No major organs or arteries had been hit. His total was 19. Not a bad number. He smiles as he's put into the straitjacket, and is calm and quiet the whole way to the asylum. Epilogue Henry was sent to the Harlequin Mental Institute for the Criminally Insane, where he spent the first month in a padded room. Eventually, he could walk around with the other patients, and he even got his own room. This because he had started seeing a psychiatrist weekly whose name was Thomas Keller. Thomas eventually concluded that he was no longer a threat to himself and others. The following is an entry transcribed from Thomas Keller's audio files several weeks before the infamous massacre at Harlequin Asylum. Tom, how are you feeling today, Henry? Henry, I'm fine. Tom. Good. And have there been any changes to your condition at all? Henry doesn't respond. Tom. Henry. What? What are you looking at? Hello? Henry. They're back. Tom. Who is? Henry. All of them. Tom. Who's them? Henry. No, I thought it stopped. Fuck, leave! The audio becomes temporarily sporadic as Henry yells. Tom. Henry, what is it? Calm down. I can help you. What is it? Henry. The voices. Henry begins to blubber and cry. Henry. I thought they were gone for good. I didn't think I was crazy anymore. I thought I was just, I don't know, fucking deranged. I don't know. Fuck, this hurts. He cries some more. Henry, they hurt so much. They're all talking at once. Tom, what are they saying, Henry? Henry, everything. They're telling me to kill you, but no, 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 all. Most of them tell me not to, to wait, that you're important. And they're talking about the little girl. She's important, too. Tom, what little girl? Henry, they're telling me it's not over yet. Tom, what's not over, Henry killings henry laughs henry death pain murder anarchy this town this whole place it fucking reeks of it don't you feel it you do don't you don't lie to me i know you have secrets too you can feel this darkness tom yes henry i feel it one of my friends got stabbed in the eye with a pen a week ago one door down henry and you felt it didn't you tom doesn't reply Henry, face it, this whole world is insane, and it's just your perception of how you view the acts committed, right? All I did was rid the earth of some miserable little fucking ant. It's not world-altering, for fuck's sakes. Tom, maybe not, but you know it's still wrong, Henry. Henry, search your heart and your brain and tell me that wasn't the most bullshit you've ever spat out of your mouth. Look, I'm tired, and the voices are fucking back, apparently, and so I want to try and sleep before they really get me going again, okay? Tom. Yes, that's that's fine, Henry. We can stop for today. Henry. So I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go back into my room and sleep. You can jot down your little notes, go over your stupid recorder and ponder me all you want, but I've got one very important thing that i just like to say before I go. Tom. What's that? Henry. Well, <sighs> How would you feel? How would you feel if you had a seemingly endless amount of voices talking in your brain? In your fucking brain, man. I'll tell you this, I still think I'm sane, mostly. It's just, you know, half the fuckers in my head aren't, you know what I mean? You can be convinced some pretty stupid things, right? Look at peer pressure, for instance. Massive effect on what a human does in his life, right? And so imagine... Just just constant and unrelenting peer pressure to kill and kill and kill and just right there in your fucking head. It's hard. Tom. Yeah, I bet, Henry. But it doesn't excuse your actions at all. Henry. Yeah, I know. I just thought you might want to know why I did it. Huh, doctor? You know, a day in Henry's shoes? Well, anyways, that's the best you're going to get out of me today. See you later, Dr. Keller. Henry leaves the office, closing the door gently behind him. The End And so that was it. The End of The Voices. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite stories to write when I did write it back when I was 15 or 16 years old. Um, there's a few things uh, that, having edited the story, that I had to change and go over uh, a little bit just so uh, it made a bit more sense— There's also a few um, obvious uh, potential tie-ins for some of my future stories that will probably be on this podcast, one of which is the surviving officer, uh, Officer Kinnon, who I uh, have another story about, uh, as well as the uh, little girl that Henry does not kill um, because the voices uh, and or Henry uh, deem her as important. She also has uh, a story incoming as well. Um, you know, I like to keep all of my things in some kind of semi-connected universe, so I pretty much have, uh, a tri-city of towns, Harlequin, Tolerun, and I can't think of the other one off the top of my head, uh, that my stories take place in, and that will all, uh, tie in. Uh, there's also the, um, psychiatrist at the end of that story. He is the main, uh, uh main character in, uh, a future story as well that features Henry. Um, and he has his own his own story. Um, so that's all that's all incoming, guys. We've got lots of stuff uh, coming. You know, again, I hope you've been liking it. If you've been listening, thank you again. Uh, I did do a poll on my uh, Facebook. You know, and um, the super popular guy that I am, I got I got six votes. And the next story that I'm going to put up will be my zombie story titled "The End of It All." uh which also used to be uh findable on my Facebook I did uh put it up in chapters um like one or two chapters a week until I was done writing it um a long time ago on Facebook so um again it's another story that uh I had written have had written for a while uh, I have gone over it and edited it quite a bit since it's been initially uh put up on Facebook and then since taken down Um, But that's going to be coming next week, so stay tuned for the start of a new story that is a zombie apocalypse story, which is pretty much the only thing I've written so far, or at least it's been on this podcast, that has not taken place in the uh, interconnected universe that I've set up in my stories, Um, because, you know, it's a fucking zombie apocalypse story. So anyways, uh, that's it for this one. Thank you for listening to my story and continuing to listen to me rant a little bit. Stay tuned next week for my next one. Thank you so much again, and uh, have a good one.